Kevin McDonald, the king of through balls. He is. He is the king of through balls. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week, we've got Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. We've got Stu Hall. All right. Can we just say first? Right, okay. <laughs> is that white or blue? Oh, no, we're not going to start seeing, are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going for blue. Yeah, I was blue and black yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, just get that. What, what, what were you? I was white and gold. <sighs> I know. Rich. Graham's here as well. And was it blue or black or white and gold? It's blue and black, wasn't it? Come on. Yeah. Blue and black. It was blue and black. And on troll this week, and a newbie. Don't be nervous. I'll try not to. <laughs> Alex Moore is with us this week as well. Welcome Hello. to Alex. Blue or black or orange? Orange and white and gold. Blue and black? Yes. Or Villa, or as Villa said, Clarice and blue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about Cardiff, Bournemouth, and the game of the weekend against Watford. Let's crack into news firstly. Um, there was a Bakari update, the return of Bakari. We're all on tender hooks. Could he be coming back? And then Kenny Jackett said it would be a bonus if he started this season, which probably sounds like he's not going to uh, play. Do you think Bakari is going to be the natural replacement for Sacco next season when he leaves? No. <laughs> I don't know because I've never seen him play football. And I'm probably not alone in that, to be honest. You still think he's like a figment of our imagination? Yeah, I don't know if he's real or not real. <laughs> I've, seen him play, I've seen him play twice. One of, one of those times, admittedly, was for 12 minutes at home against Sheffield mm. Wednesday. And then uh, that was the last time he's played in a wall shirt. So, um, I saw him have a decent hour against Northampton in the League yeah, Cup. But, but were Northampton League 2 opposition at the time? I, so, uh, I don't think that's much to write home about. But I think I've told this story a few times on the fancast, so uh, bear with me. But fancast story. I yeah. sat with him at the players' sponsors' lunch a couple of years ago, and got chatting to him. And he was—I don't know how many people know the ins and outs, but he's actually had too much all stitched together. On the positive side, he's very good at origami, as I found out. But when you've been <laughs> when you've been sat on your ass for two years. <laughs> You've got to do something, haven't you? Did he pull a tendon in his finger or anything while he was doing it? No, no, <laughs> no. He made, <laughs> made, <laughs> uh, made some lovely paper flowers. You have to oh. see to believe him. But... Not Bakari. <laughs> <laughs> Just stepping on rakes yeah. all the time, isn't it? Did you like, give him a napkin? It's a beautiful flower. He was an injury that no one's ever heard of before as well, wasn't it? Or something like that. He had one of these very rare injuries that only like three people in the world have or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I, I really s- hope he comes back. I saw him, well, do you know when the bomb squad played Telford in the friendly at the start yeah. of the season? Mm. He played then, he went off injured, and then I think Eusebio, come on. No, the new... The new <laughs> the, the new, new Saviour. The yeah. Saviour, the new Saviour. <laughs> well, he, he looked okay, but obviously got injured, but obviously to Telford as well, just normally. Yeah. So I think, give or take. Honestly, I'd when, look, he, when he comes back, sting, yeah. point to the centre, <laughs> lights go out, face paint on. I would I love it. I want to see it. I'd love it, Kevin Keegan reference. Um, yeah. I would love it if he played last game of the season and scored the goal to get us into the playoffs or yeah. something and just everyone just to pick him up and carry him <laughs> off the pitch. It's written in the stars, isn't it? We'll see what happens with uh, Bikari. I want to throw some Sacco stats at you um, because he's won the PFA Championship Player of the Month uh, for February today. So congratulations, Sacco. Um, now, apparently he's now our third highest scorer this century. Back in Sacco. Um, number one. Who's number one? Seb. Seb Blake. Blake. It is yeah. Seb. How many goals? Let's just throw numbers. Um, 30, 40. 50. 43. 43. 54. 54. I'll say dead on 50. Dead on 50. 45. 64. Really? Let's see if I Blake. Second. Who's second? Kenny Miller. It is Kenny Miller. Oh. 
And what has he got? I'm trying to cover up my notes here so Graham can't see. 30. 30. I feel like that. No. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd, say I'd say a bit roughly about 60 because he scored 20 twice, didn't he, in a season, I think. Oh, yeah. So go for a 60 there. Yeah. I'm going to go for 57. 57, Stu. 59. <laughs> 63. He's so annoyed with himself. Damn it. 30. <laughs> oh, no, I've lo- I thought he only... <laughs> <laughs> he plays for like six years in the... Uh, and then obviously Sacco is surgery 34. Uh, who is joint fourth? Dean Sturridge. It's got to be there or thereabouts. Mm. No. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry. Yep, yep, um, yep, 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 yep. And who's the oh other guy? God. I, if it's Carl Court, I'm going home. No. <laughs> who are we going to go for? Blake? Nope. Nope. Rich, any thoughts? I was going to say Iwilumo, but no, no. Really well. no. I can tell you it's not. It's not Thomas Frankowski. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not, not Carlton Court, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> Kevin Doyle. Wow. Kevin Doyle with 33 apiece between them. Uh, Most of those in his first two seasons. <laughs> it must have been. It must have been. I can't believe he's actually scored that much. Ridiculous. I can't actually think in my head, has he actually scored 33 goals? Mm. But he apparently has. Mm. Uh, so there we go. Um, another stat. Onto the, which is not Saka related, so that whole feature started is completely pointless. Um, Wolves, up until last night, I believe, were the joint highest clean sheets in the league this season with 15, which is surprising, despite the yeah. fact that we've conceded five, four, threes, and many Two. twos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sacco, doing quite well since he's come back. He's been on fire since the African Cup of Nations, mm. he's been absolutely yeah. superb. Mm. Four and three, I believe, goals wise. I but think he's form. He's been, yeah, he has been super. I think if a Premier League come, team comes in, I think we can say goodbye to. Him. I don't think he has to come out. Hmm. Well, it's all about the end of this season. That if yeah. we if we go up, I, I would think he would sign a new deal unless a top six, top ten team comes in for him. But otherwise, he's off. Isn't he to West Brom? Oh, in the summer. I don't think he'd be off to West Brom, but I think he's off. I don't. I don't think he'd go to. He'd probably go to somebody say, say if Derby go up, he'd go to Premier League teams. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't think he'd go to like. What he's imagining in his head, like Premier League. Mm. Even like Villa, for example, if Villa mm. do stay up, you could see him there. I can't see him, unless it's like a London area team, travelling that far. It will disrupt his kind of family too much. And if he's settled in the area, why not just go off to somewhere that's a Midlands based team? Even Leicester, if somehow Leicester escaped the Premier League. Steady from. on, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's Sacco for you. Um, other news there's a rumour that uh, Michael Jacobs could be on a loan. To Coventry City, he hasn't really featured as he at all. Jacobs this season has been a bit harsh for a player who did so well last season, but uh, straight away from day one, I think he's what made maybe two appearances. That includes the cup. But if switch away, he came on and got took off again. I know he yeah. came on for an injury, but mm. to get took off, it's got to be. He was just way too lightweight in that mm. game when he was yeah. getting knocked off the ball and he. He, he looked completely shattered of confidence, which you'd expect. I mean, not having played games, I think that's what he needs, just learning how to start again. Mm. Maybe come back next season, fitter, stronger, which is what he needs. But, you know, last season, he was. Gary texted me today, it was a country season ticket holder, again, now they're back at the Rico. Yeah. Um, and he said, Michael Jacobs, question mark. And I said, well, that's what we've all been thinking this yeah. season as well. Mm. Michael Jacobs, question mark, because no one's seen him. Yeah. I think there's definitely, um, there's definitely something not quite right with that whole situation because I can't see why a manager like Steve McLaren would let him go for 150 grand if he was the player that everyone seems to think he can be at that level. Mm. Um, I think 
you saying about the fact he looked burst of confidence, uh, burst of confidence down at Ipswich. I think that's possibly part of the problem. I think it, it might be the fact that when he's when he, when he's not playing, he finds it very difficult to pick himself up. So I think a lone move might do him the world of good in that mm. sense. Mm. And um, maybe maybe he needs that in order to get him back and get him firing again for next season. Well, talking well, talking about Steve McLaren, um, Tramir away last season was on the train, and um, there's two Derby fans sitting right opposite me, and I was a bit earwigging as you do. And they was talking about Jacobs, and they were saying, "Oh, I'm glad we've got rid of him because he, he's rubbish in this league." I thought, oh, right, okay. yeah, I really don't. He just hasn't seemed to make a step up at all, has and he? And like he was like a breath of fresh air when we signed him, and I thought, well, you can. See. And then that's kind of settled in, but for mm. somebody who we look up to so brightly. And then for somebody to say, oh yeah, he's not very good, it's a bit, wait so, and see. I think I even wrote something last season that it reminded me of Lallana, mm. Adam Lallana at that, at that stage when he mm. was in that league. And I thought, well, if he can do it, he might be the next world player to play for England. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. you know, it's just not happened for him at all. Commentator's curse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could argue he hasn't had a chance in his best position, but at the same time, you'd expect that when he came comes into a game like you play... Um, leads away was it I'm sure he played on the wing for an injured because Sacco was injured but he didn't look yeah, anything yeah. like the player he looked mm. last season and say he might have a confidence issue but at the same time if you're out of the team surely you want to take you know whatever chance you get and show the manager you, you're up for it and it must be an odd situation odd. for Jacobs because initially you would think you just send him out alone and give him some game time but mm. with the lack of depth we've got in the squad you take one player out injured Jacobs almost has to be the person that steps up because we've actually been quite lucky, lucky for a lot of these seasons without injuries. He's always had to stay on the bench and always not got that chance. Is that depending on sort of like the front four positions? He could potentially fill any one of those mm. in the, in in the sense that we've got no depth because we've got no we've got no backup strikers yeah, with the exception of Doyle now. Um, wingers, you, you, Saka Saka's there as a definite, and then you've got either Henry or Van Lepara. We both know that those two are not exactly the most consistent of players, mm. and he seems like the logical choice to then come in if if there's anything. But I think there must be a loan deal in the pipeline if mm. they're considering loaning him out at this stage, and the fact he hasn't gone already. I think Kenny must have identified at the start of the season that he just wasn't championship ready because he just has. It's not like he's rotated the squad to try and bring you in and try it out. He just literally has not featured. Mm. I think that must be. It's it. got to be less than five times he's featured yeah. in all competitions. Yeah. And again, it's very strange for a player who did so well last season, was so impactful from the day he came in. We all expected him to potentially be the natural replacement for Dave Edwards in that number 10 role. I think um, Jack probably thought the same thing about Price, though. Yeah. And and just sort of, he did put him out on loan. And then because of injuries and suspensions, Price got his chance into the first team and then showed Jacket. Problem is, whenever Jacobs has had a sniff at the first eleven, he really hasn't shown um, Jack what he can do, I don't think. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. When Price went out, it was a Yeovil he went to. He went Yeovil and Orient. And he got injured, and I thought, oh no, this is going to be another another one of these, we're never going to see him again. And so when, when, when he went back on his second loan, and then he's recalled from there, cause of injury, yeah, exactly like you said, that he's forced his hand, mm. and fair play, and he should have played him last night. Wolves made it three wins in a row with a 1-0 away victory against Cardiff. Bakary Sacco uh, once again with the goal. Um, we seem to dominate most of the game, but then seem to lose a bit in the last few minutes despite Cardiff having a man sent off in Peter Whittingham. For those who went, 
What do you think of the game? I think you, they got like they got a confidence boost when they had a player sent off. They seemed to like mm. okay, we're down to ten men. We'll try and attack them a bit more. But I th- we didn't play fantastically. But obviously the one 0 win matched the result. I think yeah. their performance as well. We didn't really deserve to get much more out of it. But apart from that, yeah, it was very strange. I've never seen a, a team galvanise after a sending off like that before in any division. It, it was like it was a completely different team. You thought, well, yeah, fair enough. They have got nothing to lose now at all. Mm. I mean, the challenge was horrendous in itself, and you think I offer probably should have been sent off before yeah. then, um, and he might have been wound up because of that. But there's still no excuse to challenge like that, like he did. But yeah, so, it, it was comfortable before then. So what had I offered done? Was it just a second of booking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. was two. It was a niggly game, and it was saying niggly game, but there was there was certain flashpoints where you thought, mm. mm, here we go. Yeah. And um, but yeah, he he got a bit like the um, Glen Murray situation against West Ham, where he he kind of the ref gave him a a, a chance, and then he kind of ruined it anyway. Mm. Um, it was like that, and you think, well, a harsher ref or our friend from the other week would have sent him off straight away. Um, yeah. but yeah. It was it won it especially brilliant, but it, again, like the Fulham game and the one before that, it was comfortable. You couldn't see them doing much mm. at all. Mm. I was going to say, do you think I offer? I say got away with it, but do you think he was given a benefit of the doubt because he's still um, quite a young player? Yeah, but he's gonna, you know, the ref. I can't disagree. He, you know, he gave him a stern warning. Yeah, I mean, he, he hadn't. He, he hadn't been. Trying to hack him down all game no. kind of thing. It was just misplaced and mistimed. But yeah, it might have been something to do with that because right. he's not a he's not a Joey Barton. He's not a name. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a well taken goal by Sacco. Yeah. It was a nice, nice little push into the left hand corner. Yeah. It took a big deflection though in, yeah. right in his favour. So yeah. We were quite. Lucky we'll that. take that. We'll <laughs> take the look. We'll take the. I look. mean, when you see it, you always think because it's Sacco, he's just going to hit it hell for yeah, don't it. you? And it's going to end up anywhere. And he just strokes it in the bottom mm. corner. I was just like. Why can't you do that every week? <laughs> yeah. Side foot, just <laughs> R1. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a rare miss from Benikafobi. Yeah. One on one with the keeper, probably literally just the goal to score, and rather than placing it either side, he tries to use power. It was weird. Honestly. Mm. I don't think, even for the clips that you saw from MK Dons, he's never just blasted it in that situation. Mm. He didn't need to either, he just needed to like, tap it and he'd have gone under the keeper. Mm. There's no need for him to, like, like you say, leathery. The keeper. You see, why not? He came to him quickly. He still had a couple of seconds. Of, maybe that's what he was. He thought time rather than hitting mm. it instinctively. But yeah, it was just it was strange. Well, the keeper was coming after him quite quick, so maybe it was just that nervousness of, oh, I've got to do something. I'll, mm. I'll kick it. Maybe. And if that had been Van der Parra, everyone would be screaming and going mental. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was. And that's what the difference with last night. Mm. He's finished last night. He thought, well, why didn't you do that on Saturday? Yeah. Weird. Uh, Stephen cleared a ball off the line in the last few minutes. Uh, good old football genius, yes. Stephen. Player of the season. Yeah, for me. I yeah, think yeah, it is. No question. I, think I was trying to think the other night of when we obviously do our Wolves fancast about the season of mm-hmm. nomination. Who would you pick so far this season? And I've been struggling to get past three players. But yeah. haven't we got a reputation of picking someone that leaves anyway? So we might as well just give it a sack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would put Stephen on there. I'd yeah. put Dominic Iorfer up there. And to an extent, I would actually pick Dicko. I'd have Dicko, I think. Past that, there hasn't been any standout individual performances that mm-hmm. I could warrant to be player of the season. Whereas previous years, even when we went down that one year, there were at least still two or three that 
you had to give praise to? I think I, I, I'd back these lads and say Stearman, to be fair, because I tend to look at the player of the season as someone that's played the lion's share of the games, usually. Mm. And I think with Dicko, he's obviously had long spells out injured and then Iorf has only recently come into the side. Mm. So I think, I, I think I'd have to go with Stearman. I, I don't think there's another logical choice, no. really. He's, and, won, he's yeah. won a lot of games for us, I think, as well, for like you said yeah. on Saturday as well. He has been a rock at the defence, I think. Anyone else? What would we, is it just steaming all around at the minute? Steaming oh, Yeah, I think. You know, Graham said there ain't, there ain't anyone else that. I mean, even Akimi, however well he played mm. before he got injured the other week, he's not been outstanding. He won like he was last season when he was up there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, think, I don't think there's any, any dead at all. Mm. Steaming all the way. Yeah. I think I think Jacket's matured him. Like when he came mm. in McCarthy and he used to go on his like messy runs and run up the pitch. He seems like really matured over mm. last season and this season as well. Yeah, and he does those occasionally yeah. now. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he gets a bit bored, I can't yeah. run up the pitch. When we're free nil off, it's you know. Yeah. Um so do we deserve the win on Saturday. Yeah, no, absolutely absolutely yeah. deserve the win. Um it probably I think one nil was probably fair. Mm. Two at a push. But yeah, just for the the sheer amount of pressure that they were trying to put on at the end and Kushak doing his best to throw it away for us. He was coming very far out to come get the ball, wasn't he? he? he I mean, even um, the, well, Stim's block that, on the line. Yes, Stim's block, it was because he tried to punch it out. And... Yeah, he did it a couple of times. Yeah, he did, clips, it, I saw. he did it, but that was it. Though It was only yeah. a couple of times. The he rest, also, he came for ones that even Matt Murray, you'd think you don't need to be coming for these mm. on the edge of the penalty area. He thought, oh no. Here we go. Just, I've just got flashbacks now. You said about Kujak coming out. I just have a flashback to the Rotherham game where he came flapping out for that ball when we were five, <laughs> four or five nil up at the time. Nor I remember some bloke behind me going, F- "Wake up, Wolves!" <laughs> <laughs> five nil up, Mace. Calm down. I think the Kujak thing. It's a bit odd because we were so we were so used to having Wolves Academy goalkeepers mm. who are all clearly taught the same techniques, aren't they? Mm. You know, you watch Akimi. You know, he has when he comes out for the ball, he comes out the same way Murray does, and mm. Hennessy to an extent yeah. as well. Kushak is almost the polar opposite of that. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but I think it's worse actually. But it's <laughs> you know the way he comes out, it's very different to what we're it's used like, to actually seeing in a goalkeeper. It's like Spider-Man villain, Doctor Octopus, yeah. just flailing <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Yeah, his arms sort of do come out very wide, yeah. whereas you. Want to come like you know to a ball? It's, it's so like, not... you know when you were at school, like primary school, and to do PE lessons, you all had to do that thing with your arms, where yeah. you had to wave them to yeah. get enough space. I almost imagine him doing that in the in the, uh, the box. I don't remember this. <laughs> Which school did you get to? Maybe maybe that, that maybe that evolved over no, your, I, your time. I, I, no, we had to. Maybe you had a stick. Maybe, maybe they took it. Yeah. I thought we didn't punish them <laughs> more than enough. Then it's the youngest. Um, there is actually a new feature. Talk about what Graham just said, what he heard in the Stanley in the Rotherham game. There's a new feature which I want to bring for next week, but feel free to add them in for this week. Are oh, things you heard in the Stanley? Oh, I can go. Oh, oh, this is going to be a okay. I'm here all night. <laughs> yeah. Watford. So we want you to tweet in, email in, Facebook us of things you hear on the stand against Watford, and we're going to read the best out. But for Cardiff or Bournemouth, when we go to Bournemouth to talk about it in general, but was there anything in Cardiff that anyone particularly heard that you liked? There was. The few comments about the, the weird noose-looking thing in the corner, which I'll well, I'll tweet the p- picture out later. Right. It was, did you notice it? You know, in the um, the little section where the, the cutouts in the corners. Yeah. There was some kind of construction, and we asked the steward at half time because I hadn't noticed it at first, and someone said, 
is that the halftime entertainment? And I thought, that was so stupid. What, hanging people? Yeah, hang, literally <laughs> hanging people. Look at that. Bring out your dead. Oh, well, oh I think I did see these. Yeah, it's like... Oh, is it like a? <laughs> yeah, it's it, a gallery. <laughs> yeah, I'm, is it like a live action version of Hangman? <laughs> yeah. The 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 reward is you keep t- you keep your life. Um, tweet us at WWFC Fancast and find some fake fake book Facebook Wolves Football Fancast and tell us the uh, the best things you've heard of the game against Watford. Now Wolves winning winning one was going to come to an end, and it did on Tuesday night with a two-one away defeat to Bournemouth. Um, despite an early goal from Bournemouth, Wolves came back with a Benikafobi goal with a king of through balls, Kevin McDonald. Uh, penalty in the second half gave Bournemouth the lead, and they eventually ran out as winners. Um, now, Stu, we read your match report, <laughs> uh, which is at WolvesFanCast.com. Uh, but both again, Stu and Alex, you're at the game for us um, now. Stu, you weren't very happy at all with the game. Alex, you're quite half and half now. What was your general feeling about the the defeat? Was it as bad as what Twitter likes to do was the worst defeat of all time? I'm still very pissed off, so you can go first. I was baffled by his tactics, you know. Mm. It's really weak in midfield. I mean, I'm a big... Well, I'm probably the only big fan of Dave Edwards. So. I think you. I think you've got. Ooh, nice yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But, Dave um, is Dave. Yeah. Yeah, it's just his tactics. I mean, he made. I know he brought Doyle on. That that seemed like a, a like for like substitution. Didn't really help the the tactics. You might as well have brought a different goalkeeper on and changed <laughs> Kushak on because it made no difference. And then the time was just edging down, and there wasn't even like a substitute warming up. Mm. He's thinking, is he just going to play it out for the the loss now? But um, yeah, it's just. I counted once, like I said to you, early before we started. There was one point I was counting the ball when, when Bournemouth got the ball. It was five seconds before they even closed them down. And then he was still like a couple of metres away from them. Mm. We gave him so much time on the ball. So It was a quite a, an attacking team he put out, though, from what I could tell. Line-wise, it was attacking. Yeah. In reality, <laughs> it was just terrible. From yeah. start to finish, it was terrible. There was, like you saying, there was absolutely no urgency from, from mm. anyone or any... <laughs> any at any point of the game or at any point on the pitch, it was just strange. Mm. It was that lineup you'd think, well, okay. It was it was similar to Norwich as well, really attacking lineup, and then we just didn't attack. Mm. We had like two shots at Norwich. Yeah, whereas so. and the Edwards thing was just baffling. He can't play four four two. He's never been able to play four four two, and yet we get to one of the best teams in luckiest best teams in the division, Bournemouth, mm. who's got their midfield who. Even though no one really, apart from Kerrigan, who was superb to be fair, um, you look at that line and you think, well, midfield's a strong point. Callum Wilson's going to get the ball somehow to score all these goals. They keep the ball. And then, yeah. yeah, exactly. They keep the ball. And how are you going to get it back? Not by putting Dave Edwards in the middle of the midfield no. with just him and McDonald, and no one's. Um, I've got to admit, last night when I saw the lineup and saw that it was four four two, I was baffled about the midfield pairing of Edwards and mm. McDonald. I just I, I I couldn't understand it. You think from away from home, it's it's natural that you put Price in there. Yeah, because I mean, you look at probably our, one of our best away results this season against one of the top. Well, our only um, win away from home against the teams above us was Watford when we played Price in there with mm. McDonald, and it worked because they're Super better. Thing. Yeah, they're better. Um, team, so they're probably more likely going to have possession in the midfield. So you're going to want somewhere, someone more disciplined in there to, you know, keep ranks and win the ball back. Which I like, Dave Edwards, but that's not what he's good at. It's not his position. He, he was playing new. Dave Edwards plays number ten. 
when Lee mm. Edwards plays in advance in the midfield. Yeah. You don't play centre-mid exactly. centre more defensive when that's the thing that McDonald was attacking all yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that run where he went on when he beat about four blokes and he just went wide. I don't think I even mentioned it because I was so mad. Um, just bashing yeah. your keyboard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, McDonald was playing more advanced. So you had Dave Edwards is your defensive midfielder yeah. in a four-four-two. Mm. It's lunacy. McDonald's been doing that a bit more recently. Um, I've noticed it's slowly coming back into his game where he's looking forward a lot more. And he, you know, it's easy to forget at Sheffield United. He almost played number ten, didn't he? Yeah. Um, not saying you should really play there now, but I think we need to have someone a bit more defensive next to him just to allow him to have that creative freedom. Because I mean, obviously we saw what he did yesterday. I mean, don't get the pass was magnificent, but sort of the turn just. He saw the guy coming, he just opened up his body and left him for dead and then, yeah, played a royal through ball. He'd done it a few times yesterday, he tried to yeah. the few balls and he just went straight to their players and you think, out of the ten balls, one worked. But like, he didn't like to he didn't want straight, tried to do it to Saka, went straight to their player and then they broke off it. Mm. And you think like, okay, it's worked once but then the next couple of times you've done it, it hasn't really worked. It's Kevin McDonald becoming the Sacco of shooting with three balls. <laughs> it's this whole thing I've tried of king of three balls a bit too over the top. Yeah, yeah he, he, he did it last season, mm. and when he does it, when he does it well, it's superb and we normally score from it. He's just lit this season. He just ain't got. He ain't tried it that much. Mm. I think he's been if he's been shackled. I don't know. I don't know. Jason shackled. <laughs> hey. If he's um, if he's been told not to and just mm. sit back a bit more, I don't know. But yeah. he has got it in his locker, definitely. He doesn't seem to. He hasn't kept a consistent defence recently, Jacket. More so on the on the wing backs. Is there a argument of rotation? The fact that it's I, yeah. three games in what seven days, he's got to freshen up a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's possibly still worried about Goldborn's fitness. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't from what I saw, um, Hawes didn't have a particularly great game, and I think he was. A bit at fault for the first goal, um, in terms of because it was Steers got pulled out of position. Steers got pulled out of position. Now Halls is naturally a centre back, so you'd expect him just to fill in the line. Yeah. It just left a huge, and he was, you know, you see the clip, and Halls is sort of on the edge of the penalty area, still in his left back position. And you know, do you not think Danny Bart was slightly at fault for that for not closing I, down? Quick yeah, enough? but I also it was a great finish. Though. It was a good finish. I do think that probably should have done more. But if Halls was sort of I think he should have been, sort of been in between the um, the guy crossing the ball. It wasn't Wilson, was it? I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, between Wilson and um, Kermagon and just filled in the back four. Um, you say, I think you would have wanted back to do a bit more to cover it, but you say, it was a great, mm. it was a really good finish. But it, it, well, the Fulham game, it was, it wasn't 4-2-3-1, it was in a way 4-4-2. Even when it was, what John was saying last week, that playing narrow with the wing-backs attacking, even doing that last night, there was no, there was that. You think that might work, mm. but they didn't even try that. Sacco kept drifting into the centre as well, and then when the ball gone on the left hand side, we had a big gaping space and nobody on the left hand side, and that's where those venturing forward. Mm. And then, well, going back to what you said about people saying in the stands, somebody said, "Oh, we should get rid of Goldborn at the end of the season." Mm. And I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, okay." <laughs> um, Wolves equaliser, lovely fish by Phoebe. Lovely three ball from Kevin McDonald. Um, Phoebe seemed to make make up for his yeah. laps. Exactly what I said earlier. It was just back to his normal self. Mm. Just I think composed. I think he did very well to actually get the ball past yeah. the marker and get the shot away. I think it was as much as was a good ball from McDonald to be able to actually turn his marker mm. and slide away the way he did. Because he held the defender off really well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Just to 
get, get it off. Now, obviously, second half and the penalty came. There's obviously pictures that have come from last night mm. which suggest it was outside the box. But obviously, there's an equal argument of how Steeman made the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a... the, the challenge of a drunk man. If you look at that picture, it looks like he's about to break dance on the floor, like get the mat out and just do it. He's always horizontal, about a yard off the ground, which is impressive and also worrying from a defensive point of view. I think it was a penalty, though. I actually, I think the still frame of form um, that was on the Twitter feed earlier. I don't think that's actually the point of contact. I think it almost happens. A split second later. You doubting my sources, Richard Hobbs? I'm doubting. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm doubting Ryan Lester. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think. I think it happens bang on the line, which means it is it's a penalty. penalty. Mm. Yeah, I even looked at the rules earlier. I was I, because I, had a bit of time. <laughs> I had a bit of time. I got the laws. Richard bought his notepad this week. Which yeah, we always love, and he's done his research. Yeah, I can actually. Well, what, what, what are the official rules? Okay. The, is it how, which rule book is it from the FA it's rules? For, it's FIFA rules. FIFA um, rules. Yeah, uh, the field of play must be rectangular and marked with lines. These lines belong to the areas of which um, they are boundaries. So therefore. Um, the penalty box lines are part of the penalty area. The referees just listen to that and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Phew. Phew. Yeah. So yeah, you don't need to send him your hate mail, but uh, it's hard. I mean, it's a tough call because the player's going at speed. It could have um, been given as freaky, and it could have been. Given yeah, as I mean, it's a tight referee discretion. Yeah, I mean, it's a tight call. Um, it's. I think it's a shame for us. At the time, I thought you would. I couldn't understand why everyone was going mental. I thought, well, that's a stupid tackle I've yeah. seen all season, and. It didn't even occur to me that it was outside the box. So from mm-hmm. my point of view, I think oh, penalty, Stonewall penalty all day. It was only when people started talking about it and oh, it? but mm. I don't think it, I, don't I think, think it, it was on the line. Yeah. I don't even think he really needed to make the tackle no. because what Wilson almost lost control of the ball. Well, he tried to knock the ball away and win the um, foul effectively. So if Steers tried to stay on his feet a, a little bit more, just anticipate it. I think he could have got away with it instead of just charging and. I think it was just. I think it was just frustration because very bad he personally played as well. Yeah. And because, it, as with a lot of them, he was he was, uh, say below a five. Yeah. Being an understatement, um, but it, it was just complete. It was just rash. Did anyone come out of the game well? End of it. End of end of summary. McDonald. Looked back to his, kind of back to his old self with the three mm. balls, and if Elby didn't do anything wrong, which you couldn't say about the rest of them, mm. um, but no. If you was playing FIFA, they'd have got like a seven point seven percent match rating. Well, <laughs> I like that. I like that reference. Um, it, okay, we lost to Bournemouth away, but I'd rather lose to Bournemouth away than Fulham at home in the night. It's, was a bit a, of a, it's a bit of a weird one, because Bournemouth hadn't won for a month until last yeah. night, had they? Of course, that was going to happen. It's always going to happen, you know. Away yeah. game Tuesday nights. We never... Bournemouth were looking at like a couple of ga- games ago, just thinking, oh, God, we're on this winless run. Oh, we've got Wolves on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it, boys. Take the day off. We'll get a penalty and we'll score it. So yeah. 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 But it's, I know that there's a lot of stuff about the playoff race, and we're, what, four points behind now, because a lot of teams won. On but it's still not the end of the world. There is, there is still a chance. If it would have been the other way round, yeah, and we'd have lost at Cardiff, which is where I expected them to get a win last night, mm. it would have been different. Yeah, um, and in some ways to kind of make amends for that performance, mm. but then coming on the back of the run that we've had, and then 
putting in that last night. Because on Saturday, all but Watford, who proved a yeah, miraculous turnaround against Leeds, everyone did lose. I mean, Derby, I can't believe, lost mm. again last night. Yeah. It's 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 going to be a it's going to be a really tough game yeah. on Saturday because yeah. they're they're absolutely banging form at the moment, mm. and it's kind of I, I'm I think I would have preferred it the way Stewart just said for us to have taken the loss on Saturday, got mm. the win. Last night, and then mm. go go into Saturday with a bit more confidence than what they're going to have. But I think the thing with that is it would have been better because it would have just dragged us three points near to Bournemouth more than anything. Mm. Um, in terms of how we'd have preferred to have won on uh, last night rather than win on Saturday, just because it drags them up, the teams above us nearer to us rather than a team who we're nowhere near. Mm. Um, I think that's the biggest shame because you look at our record against the teams above us and it's terrible. Have we not beaten three of them though this season in the top six? We've beaten Watford, we've in beaten Middlesbrough. Uh, I've got notes. Okay, hang on, he's got the notes, hang on. Um, in the nine games we've played against the seven teams above us, we've played nine, won three, lost six, um, scoring nine, conceding 17. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's been a long day. <laughs> Cheers, Darby. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about, we're about to go on to Watford, but I want to finish off on Danny Barth, uh, or Bart. I'm looking at both Alex and Richard here to help me give me my answer. Because you're you a qualified personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah, right, you'll help me out with this. And your sports science will help me out with this as well. Um, Tim Nash tweeted last night that he um, could become the first Wolves outfield player to play back-to-back 46 games a season. Now, just for any player, that's an incredible achievement. I think him to keep himself that fit hmm. is fantastic. What are your... But Personal opinions on that. It might sound like a bit weird, but I have saw a picture of him with his shirt off, and he is, <laughs> he is like a Greek goddess under there. So fair, <laughs> play, fair, fair play to him for keeping him in shape. But yeah, like you said, have that fitness to keep on doing it. I mean, you see some players, like especially Jose Mourinho, he's, a, he's the typical one, like to play two game, like game two games in about three days, and apparently they're knackered for it. You know, so mm. soon to have the. Fitness and I don't I can't remember any time he's been took off either. No, so it's not like he started and then being took off. I can't remember a time he's actually been. We've well, played full off. ninety minutes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Right, all of them as well. Any sports science um, verdicts on that? Just good. I think it, you know it's phenomenal when you look at it. I mean, he's probably slightly fortunate in terms of the position he plays because centre back obviously he doesn't have to do as much, much sprinting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so most of his movements almost. It's almost at a walking slash jogging pace, you'd hope. Anyway, any sprinting he does is last ditch mm. and should almost be avoided. But at the same time, for him to keep himself ticking over that um, well to play nearly two seasons consecutively is fantastic. I mean, you do see him sort of tweak quite a lot about him doing extra weight training and stuff mm. like that, and sort of he seems to take his fitness very seriously mm. and um, his nutrition as well by the looks of it. Um, which is really good for him. I mean, I can barely walk 46 miles in a year, let alone play 46 yeah. games. <laughs> Just to add something, 1987-88 season, Wolves actually played in 61 competitive fixtures in that season. Right. Andy much played in all of them. When you get to that stage, I'll be impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, if you look at the pitches they had to play on yeah, in those days, say, that's even that more impressive. That would require Wolves to have a like good couple of so on Saturday, it's the apparent, it's the big one, it's the win or loss game against Watford. Win or bust really is the better term to use. Uh, there'll be 10 games left 
after this home match um, against Watford. Last time we played them was on Boxing Day in a surprisingly dominant 1-0 win. Nubitiko with the goal. Watford on a great run of form at the moment. Their joint second are only a point off uh, top. Uh, their form, last five, is win-loss, win-win-win. And their top scorer, I can't believe I've gone this put where I can't pronounce them. You're just hoping Troy Deeney was top goal scorer. No, aren't you? it's not. <laughs> it's not, I know. Who's top it, scorer, Rich? It's um, Igalo. I, so I was at Igalo. Igalo, yeah. Yeah, Igalo's 17. Before we talk about Team of the Weekend, what's people's feelings at the weekend? Is this a game that determines whether, regardless of how all the results go, whether Wolves can achieve playoffs this season? I think it's gone, for, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's gone. I think I think it went last night. But um, get get three points on Saturday, it might look like a completely different, uh, different scenario, but mm. the minute... I, can't help but think it's uh, last night was our chance. And I think we're done up in our favour either. Like the last ten games, we've still got a lot of the big boys to play. We've still got Derby to play, Watford to play, Ipswich to play. Yeah. We've still got a lot of the. Still Middlesbrough away as well. Yeah. We've still got a lot of the top teams to play as well. So it's not like we're playing Blackpool at home as a lot of the game every week. So. Yeah. Although we probably struggle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're bit. not playing Rotherham at home every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that will be a true test, won't it? If Wolves are going to get to the playoffs, if they can beat all these teams around us it depends on the reaction if it's the reaction like when we humiliated ourselves at Brentford and they look they're looking at them well now let's just forget it and come back stronger and Watford will attack and they won't sit there like Blackpool mm. maybe maybe yeah but I think just coming off how bad that was last night even, even I can't see mm. there wasn't any positives last night either no. to tell you not at all, not at all. I just spotted you missed it, switch out of your notes there. Oh, I have, yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh. <laughs> edit that, edit that. Cool. No, no, no. Lose 2 1. <laughs> Do your calculations. What am I writing out? I'm writing it all out. Uh, 19. Uh, so, yeah. Carry the one. <laughs> well, Rich, yeah. well, I'm disappointed. I put yeah. so much faith in your, uh, your stats. Forgot about it. They're not in the top six. They're still above us, though. Yeah, they are. What team Wolves play at the weekend? A return of Price, I offer. Maybe Goldborn if he's fit to try and get that strongest 11 back. Yeah, all the, all the three. Yeah. yeah. We can't play 4 4 2. We didn't play 4 4 2 for two years. It doesn't. We have been playing it recently. It has kind of. I know we've yeah, got this it, history it, what, of. It was not... more diamond with overlapping fullbacks. <laughs> it wasn't that. It, An abbreviated 4 4 2. It wasn't a. Bobby Robson 4-4-2 yeah. like last night was. Um, yeah, go back to what we know. What or I'd... like Huddersfield with a Fabi and Dicko with a Fabi just off. Mm. That worked. What I liked about the um, when we was playing 4-5-1 and the overlapping overlapping um, full-backs. It was um, last fu- Fulham away at home and I also made a run up the pitch and Edwards like, covered him at right back and he's like, you, you carry on. Mm. And then that was promising but last night it was just like Van Lepara like a plastic bag could knock him over. <laughs> so, God help him, really. Any other changes that people would make at the weekend? Or just that, well, price I will for goalboard? Just Van Lepara. Yeah. On well, that put, he, nice. put Henry in. I'd give him. Henry a shout. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if Henry had the pace of Van Lepara, I don't think we'd have him. He'd be what would play with, um, they play 3-5-2, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in theory, it should give us a bit of joy down the wings. Um, so, whether you sort of stick with Van Lepara... Um, in the hope that he gets a bit more room to run, 
Um, I'd, I'd go Henry, to be honest, just because of how well he played. He's, I think um, Parr is a good like, impact player. I like, think the players are worn down. Mm. Mm. Bring them on. Makes mm. a bit of an impact. You've got to think about how much impact Van Parra had in the, in the game at Vicarage Road for me, and I think yeah. Yeah, I think his pace can be the difference against mm. that against that three at the back. Myself, particularly if he's gifted the space, mm. I think his pace could be an asset, but whether his final ball will be or not is another matter. But yeah, he had one, yes. The one that he, um, when he actually did get a chance... And he just hit the side netting. Oh yeah, and unfortunately. It, you know, the, if anything sums this game up, it was that yeah. it was it was just adjacent to the eighteen-yard box, mm. and, and there was a couple in the box as well for a change. And he just smacked it straight in the, into the side netting. Yeah. And I thought, well, if that was James Henry, he wouldn't have gone into the side netting. Yeah. But then he, again, he wouldn't have gone in that position. So, do you hope on getting in the position and maybe getting the final ball or? Get the final ball yeah. and hope for a mistake. Is it not? Could, presumably, Watford are going to come on this great run of form. And they're going to go at Wolves. Wolves tend to do better when teams are a bit more open. So there, there is an argument that Wolves could actually get a result because Watford aren't going to be ten men behind the ball and waiting for the counter. Is there that argument? Or? Yeah, there is. Um, I'd be a bit worried about playing sort of counter-attacking tactics. Purely because you if know, we... they'll start, they'll start saying and forward. Yeah, and I mean also if we concede, what then? Because as soon as we concede and we're set up like that, we've almost mm. got no way of responding to it. Um, I do think we're going to have to sort of play a little. We are going to have to be sharp, much sharper defensively, and I think we don't seem to recover well from we we concede first, do we? I think no. Wolf's blog made a point on their match report saying that there's been very little games this season where we've conceded first and we've actually come back and got a result. Yeah. It seems about the mental it, it, It's probably just Leeds, still. isn't it? But it was very lucky at Leeds. Mm. Yeah. took two massive deflections. And I mean, Leon Clark scored. Yeah. <laughs> Get well soon, Leon Clark. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, is there any news on how long he's out for? It's just, it's, he was stable and he, he, won right. as, he won as bad as they thought, but it's still a long layoff. Right, so a big game against Watford, but it might not be all doom and gloom. Um, let's do predictions then for the weekend. Rich, I will start with you. Um, Predictione. Um, Put two, your ballot on the prediction. Two on Wolves. Two on Wolves. Graham? I'm trying to think when the last time we beat Watford at home actually was. I don't think we've done it any time recently. Um, was it? Oh, was the, the it? The season we got promoted. Yes. And we, it, were we on a really bad run of form? It was like one so. win out of like yeah, 10 yeah. or 12 or something. And we still stay top for yeah, the whole time. Ebank scored. I remember that. Pierre scored as well, didn't he? I think mm. so. Um, What's your gut telling you right now, Graham? I want to go for a 1 1 draw. Okay, 1 1 draw. Alex, first uh, prediction. Oh. If I say this, you might not come back. But <laughs> when th- well, two on Watford, I think. Okay, no, you're allowed to go against. Yeah. Hopefully, you're coming back next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stu, what are you going to go for? If you're going on good, I'd say four nil Watford. But yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, that's your honest prediction. Then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that, at this moment in time, I, would, I think we're going to be absolutely slaughtered. Mm. For the we ain't been we ain't been like that at home, especially not very often. If things are changing, if certain people are brought back into the team, mm. yeah, I'm a good. I'm a, yeah, I'll be two one. I'll be honest. If, if, yeah. if, if yeah. and it's a big if because we know how stubborn he can be. Yeah, but yeah, good says four nil if things are not changed. Hopefully, okay. Fingers. Um, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm going to go for a three one Watford win. I don't think we're going to get it the way. I think Watford 
they'll know what they could get easily get top two now and really storm it. I think they'll be proper up for it. But let's hope we'll see the Wolves team that surprises us on these occasions and uh, and gets a result. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. You can um, follow our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website to be built, check out operacreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show, and check out our latest blogs and match reports like. Stu's match report for both Cardiff and Bournemouth, if you dare. Uh, (laughs) Wolvesfancast.com, and we'll be back next week to review that game against Watford. Well done to Alex, debut appearance. Was it the worst experience of your life? Not that much. Not as much last night. Good. Good. (laughs) Uh, So for this week, it's bye from Rich. Goodbye, everyone. Bye from Graham. Cheerio. Bye from Alex. Bye from Stu. And it's bye from me. See you next week.